Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Grammar Girl here. Today, guest writer Gretchen McCulloch is going to explain some cool cocktail party tricks you can show people with linguistics. Sometimes you go to a party and tell people you're a linguist. And after asking how many languages you speak, someone asks you to explain linguistics. Sometimes I use a biology analogy. But other times, if the person looks particularly interested, I give them a real example of a language pattern that most people don't notice. There are a few characteristics of good examples for non-linguists. They involve English or another language the person speaks, and the pattern is very straightforward once you explain it, but it's something they wouldn't have noticed on their own. One of my favorite examples is voicing distinctions in the English plural system. Here's how I explain it. Try it yourself while listening to get the full effect, but make sure you don't whisper when you're doing it. At the cocktail party, I'll say, how do you make something plural in English? And the respondent will presumably say, you add an S. Okay, so the plural of cat is cats, right? I say, emphasizing the S part. But the plural of dog is dogs, which sounds like dogs, not dogs. And you can't say cats with the Z sound at the end. What about some other words? On the one hand, we have cats and tops and bikes, which all have an S sound. But dogs and birds and cabs and days, which all have the Z sound, even though they're written with an S. So is this just a random thing, or is it part of some pattern? What if I told you a new word that you'd never heard before, so you didn't know what the plural was? Let's say you see a new animal and I tell you it's called a wug. What would two of them be called? The respondent is likely to say wugs. And what if you had another new animal called a blick? So now you have two blicks. So why would you say wugs instead of wugs, but blicks? instead of blicks. You cannot have learned the plural of these words from someone else because you've never heard these words before. So there must be something that's subconsciously telling you whether to use the S plural or the Z plural, even for words you don't know. Linguistics is about describing and explaining explicitly the subconscious processes that go on when people use language. 
And it turns out linguistics can answer the question of how you know whether to use the S plural or the Z plural. Let's start with the difference between S and Z. Put your hand on your throat and say S and then Z in a normal voice. Don't whisper. Try it a couple of times going back and forth. S, Z, S, Z, and so on. What do you notice? You should notice that your throat is vibrating or buzzing when you say Z, but not when you say S. Linguists call this buzzing voicing. S is voiceless, no buzzing, and Z is voiced, buzzing. One way to remember that is that the word buzz has Z in it. Now let's look at the sounds in the words that have different types of plurals. We have cat, top, bike, and blick in the S group, and dog, bird, cab, and wug in the Z group. Put your hand on your throat again and say the last sounds of each of these words. So t for cat, g for dog, and so on. It'll be a little harder because it's hard to make a T sound without a vowel, but do the best you can. You should notice that the T in cat and the P in top and the K in bike and blick are all pronounced without buzzing, voiceless like the S. Well, the G in dog wug and the D in bird and the B in cab are all pronounced with buzzing, voiced like the Z. So all the words where the last sound is voiceless have s, the voiceless version of the plural, and all the words where the last sound is voiced have z, the voiced version of the plural. It's almost like they match. In fact, it's exactly like they match. There are really good reasons why it's more likely to have two voiced or two voiceless sounds together rather than one of each. It takes a little bit more time and effort to switch your vocal cords from vibrating to not vibrating, whereas it's easier to just keep having them do whatever they were doing before. Even without having any conscious awareness of what voicing is, you're constantly paying attention to it because you don't say cats or dogs, and you'll produce the matching plural even for new words like wug. In fact, the original WUG test done by Boston University researcher Jean Burko Gleason showed that even fairly young children produce the matching plural for words they've never heard before, which is pretty cool. Patterns like this, where sounds that are close to each other become more similar to each other—the technical term is assimilation—show up in most of the world's languages, maybe even all. Because we're all speaking with basically the same mouth and throat anatomy. Here's a bonus: What about words that end in s or end in z, like glass or fuzz? Adding just s or z respectively gets us glass and fuzz, which just sound like drawn-out versions of the same word. So we add a vowel in between the word and the plural marker to separate these sounds, which are too similar together, giving us glasses and fuzzes. Very similar or identical sounds are also hard to pronounce close together. So next time you're at a cocktail party, dazzle your friends with linguistics by telling them about wugs and blicks. 
The original WUG test was done by Boston University professor Jean Burko Gleason and published in 1958. This podcast was written by Gretchen McCulloch and originally appeared on her blog, All Things Linguistic. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl and the creator of the new game Grammar Pop. Download it for your iPhone or iPad today in the Apple App Store. That's all. Thanks for listening. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. 